0: Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Patix and Radamik, Berto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. How are my peeps doing? How are my peeps doing? I hope you're all ready for a weekend. I am ready for mine. This weekend, I'm heading out on Saturday to see Cornell West. Uh, he's got to be out here, and I got invited to go ahead and uh, have some lunch with a whole bunch of folks that are going to be with him i don't know if i'm going to get a chance to pull him aside you know they these people paid a whole lot to uh to come out here so uh, i i'm going to try to get him aside to talk i don't know if i'm going to be able to but we will set up a zoom for sure to hear what he has to say i know a lot of people are concerned that he's uh guys like him are actually gonna be kind of Pulling votes away from the Democratic Party. We'll see. We'll see. I want to hear what he has. I have some special questions that I have for him as well. Anyway, folks, how are you guys doing today? Welcome aboard. Mike Sissak from Missouri. Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Eric Hayes from Atascocida, Kingwood. We also have Bridge MCP from Binghamton. New York, New York, upstate New York. We have Mae Wood from Long Beach, California. We also have Paul Fleming from Atlanta, Georgia. Our beautiful Yvette avery Herod from Atlanta, Georgia. And let's see who else we got here. Michael Rudnin says he is feeling better. We're happy that you're feeling better, brother. When you are kind of down, it gets us all down, bro. You know, because we can, we can see it in the way you write. You know, we can see it in the way you chat. See, you know, we're family here, man. We can, we feel your pain as brother Clinton used to say, we feel your pain. Anyhow, uh, Eric says, has some progressive drinks. Yes, yes, yes. Michael Rodden says, Egberto, seriously, I get a cold. It's nothing. It doesn't matter, dude. We love you, bro. If it's a cold, I don't care if any one of you get a cold. We, you know, we we want to make sure your cold don't turn into a flu. We want to make sure your cold don't turn into pneumonia or old pneumonia. No, I used to play around that is like pneumonia, old pneumonia. Of course, the new is spelled differently. I'm Melanie Bridge, AVQ, and Egberta from E2247, who's from all over. Mike Cisac. Is in the house as well, El Señor. I think didn't I salute you already? I think I did. I think I did. Anyhow, we're gonna have a great show for you today. I, I want before I get started. Um, I am very upset at the coverage of the uh, release of the um, you know, of the papers that says we're not charging Biden for putting the uh, putting up the papers because you know they didn't charge the former vice president Pence either, right? Why did the right wing go crazy when they didn't charge Pence? Why are they going crazy after not charging Biden? And we have the exact reason, right? They detail the reasons why. But that's not what's concerning with me. What's concerning with me is how the mainstream media has followed the lead of the crackpot right wing media to really come under attack on Biden right? Uh, I find it amazing, first of all, that her would just come out and say something like, you know, he can't remember when his son was dying. I mean, he was kind of out of it in his mind, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Look, when the Justice Department no bills you, in other words, when they tell you that there are no charges, they have one sheet of paper, And they come out there and say, no charges found. There's nothing that you did that was wrong. Okay? Like they did with Pence. But for El Senor Biden, President Biden, they have a 300-page dossier. Why didn't you have a 300-page dossier for Pence? The double standard again. Her was uh, appointed, if I recall, by Trump is a Republican. All right. We and so the media jumps on the clearly political statements. And instead of coming out and just letting Americans know the truth, this isn't something that's normally done when somebody's no billed by the state, by the uh, Justice Department, we get a one sheet that says they were no bill. But no, they wanted to do something to try to embarrass the president. Look, I am not a Biden fan, but I am not a fan of those who will go out there to try to purposely malign. Is Biden too old? I think Biden is too damn old. I really think so. I do. That's to be honest. When I see Biden out there, but do I think Trump is too old? Yes, I think he's too damn old, too. He has a lot. He paints his face orange to hide how old he is. All right. Now. The fact of the matter, uh, the the fact of the matter is, it is time. Look, like I said, I, I sent out a tweet. Let me see if I can find a tweet that I sent out because I, I am I am upset at the way this is being covered, and Americans are falling for it, and for even MSNBC, the way they're 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 querying, uh, it, it it is sad. It is completely sad. The way they are taking their lead from Fox News and and all these other guys in the way they are covering this story. OK, so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm i sitting down in my office and I, uh, it, and I and I wrote this tweet here. Let me go ahead and read the tweet that I wrote. I said, I'm not a Joe Biden fan, but if it is Biden versus Donald Trump, the only choice is Biden for the country's sake. The mainstream media is true to form in the way they are covering Biden versus a 91 times indicted Trump. The plutocracy's puppets are doing their jobs. It is time for the independent media to shine. That's why we intend to shine. It is time for the independent media to shine. The rest of the media is is clearly bought by the people who pay them, the plutocracy, the oligarchy. Continuing with the tweet, it's a double tweet. The mainstream media aka corporate media are doing the job of their oligarchs. They fear a re-elected Joe Biden will do the right thing and go full progressive. The country's desire they want Donald Trump to maintain the corporate control of our system. Let me tell you something. You know what? You know what these people fear? A Biden second term. You know why? Biden is a Biden lived his life to save, to be politically viable. Biden was a staunch neoliberal. That was his political viability. But I think there is still a lot of scraptom, uh, uh Pennsylvania in the guy. That guy who still believes in the working class and believe that, oh, my God, for real, for real, this is not just a little thing. This is for real, for real, for real. And I think their fear. If you notice, I, I, here's something else that I've noticed. I've watched Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and and even Rashida Tlaib, even though she's attacking him over Israel, but I've watched the interviews with, uh, uh, I've, I've watched the interview with, <laughs> AOC, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and I notice how fondly she has been speaking about. Biden. And my question is, well, is she just kind of being assimilated into the neoliberal sphere? And then I go watch her TikToks and her Instagrams, et cetera. And I'm like, no, no. There is a tacit agreement. Right. And that is what all these right wingers understand. Biden, he's in the latter, latter ends. He's in the latter stages of his life, politically and otherwise. He wants to leave a stamp. He wants to correct. Likely, I'm saying likely. I'm, I'm postulating now, but he likely wants to say, you know what? The guy that took away the pilfering state of America back to the working class, or back, or not back, but to the working class, because it was never there is likely what's happening and before i get into my video i gotta talk to my brother ray good afternoon ray how are you doing my brother so talk to me my friend
1: yeah man uh i hear you talking about uh citizen trump and and all of his exploits look i i'm with you on what you said as far as biden is too old And I really wish he would have dropped out of the race when he was fourth place behind like all the other Democrats, but the Democratic Party has to take some responsibility. I mean Oh no, they're fully responsible. Yeah. They co opted Biden to be the candidate for the Democratic Party at the expense of Bernie Sanders. I remember that. You're
0: absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And let me tell you better than that, Ray. Let's go ahead and put. uh, I think Bernie is older than uh, Biden, right? Uh, Hey guys, let me know. uh, Do do a search. I think Bernie is older than Biden. But Bernie is older. But yeah, but Bernie. I want to hear what you got to say on it first. Yeah, but Bernie looks a lot more full of life. He looks a lot more vibrant. He look a lot. Uh, he has a lot more fighting spirit. Yeah. Uh, Biden has a way that he raises his voice and he da, 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 and then he kind of chills out and he talks with his hoarse uh, voice. Right. He's old uh, by uh, Bernie. I like old, that but grandpa voice. Right. But Bernie Bernie is a uh, young old. In other words, Bernie is that old guy with a young heart that says, I know what progressivity is all about. And I can actually be there in the game, right? That's Bernie. I'm sorry. That's Bernie, right? Now.
1: And 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 I feel like basically, i mean to cut you off, but I mean, look, we wouldn't be having this conversation because Bernie, like you said, he has the fight in him. He's a young mm-hmm. old man. He's a, what they say, a spry old man. You oh, know what yeah. I mean?
0: And he's he got reminds- that energy and, and people know he was a fighter for the people. Go ahead, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and You know, so but look, the fact of the matter is, unless we only have a few weeks to see if this stuff is going to blow over. But the polls that look in that's looking at uh, Biden's age uh, are horrendous and young people looking. I mean, look, I, I don't I am concerned about the age thing more than just about any other thing. Right. I think all the polls numbered that have him down, even when they talk about economy and all of that, has little to do with economy, has little to do with any of that. I think it all has to do with what they successfully gave as a perception of him being a delirious, old man. I think their message has metastasized in the minds not only of the right wing, but in the minds of a lot of people. Okay, I honestly think that and I don't know. I honestly don't. I think he can still win. Not only do I think he can still win, I think he would. It will be a marginal win. But um, I I do think they made a huge mistake. Look, he was supposed to be a one term president. In other words, he was supposed to be a president that came over because of who he was. He could beat. um, He could beat Donald Trump. All right. But. I don't know. Let's see. Michael says the polls right now are irrelevant when Trump is disqualified for the 14th Amendment challenge and are convicted over the... Okay, the Supreme Court is not coming back with a disqualification. The Supreme Court is going to come back, mark my word, with a 9-0 decision to keep him on the ballot. It's not even going to be close. It's going to be a 9-0 decision to keep him on the ballot. And as far as conviction, don't hold your breath that the Supreme Court... Is going to just discharge the immunity thing if they if they discharge immunity thing we met we may get a trial in June, but I doubt it. I think the I About think the that game, immunity thing, yeah,
1: yeah. And with that immunity thing, you know, I thought it was funny. They said his lawyer. I read an article that said his lawyer was trying to say it only applies to congressmen, but it said an officer. Now I love how people in the Constitution like to go around the language, but Right. It, correct me if I'm not mistaken. If you're a businessman, right? Right. He's a businessman that's worked in the private sector. Is not the CEO, the chief executive officer of the company. So therefore, right. if you are the president, which is the highest office in this country, are you not right. the highest chief executive officer of the United Absolutely. States? I rest Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, it, th- we're playing games here, but what the problem here, uh, Ray is We have half of the people in power who actually want Trump, including Jamie Dimon, the Democrat, including Jamie Dimon, the Wall Street Democrat. He also wants Donald Trump. That's why he went to Davos and say, oh, Donald Trump isn't all that bad, you know. Okay, let's see. Egberto, the Supreme Court might surprise you. The 14th Amendment is quite clear that insurrectionists cannot run for re-election. The Supreme Court is deciding whether a state is allowed to remove Trump from the ballot, whereas uh, they may decide that Trump is ineligible nationwide. You know, let me tell you what you're saying there. uh, I get it. But I get it. But what they would have to do is say we are disregarding the state case, but we're going to write the law that says he's an insurrectionist. And I don't see the Supreme Court doing that. I honestly don't see the Supreme Court doing that because I see too many business people who want a Trump second term. And I've, I've, I'm starting to see it. There are business people who want a Trump second term because they're fearful of where Biden is uh, as far as the latter stages of his political career. And he has nothing to lose. If he's elected, he may go ahead and say, you know what, I'm going to give the people what the people really want. And you know what, he just if he gets the second term, that's maybe who he is. And the thing about it is the people are going to like it, but getting there. They will be fooled into thinking that what he's about to bring isn't what he can bring. Anyway, Ray, anything else before I go to my video? I have a fairly, uh, long video on big format that I want to do. All
1: right. Well, this is my last pitch for local politics. I'm currently working on our uh, program for Sean tier. So again, y'all Sean tier for DA, we got to get Kim out the last 23, the last 22 of 23, uh, that's a row inmates were executed on her watch, and they were people of color. That's unacceptable. Um,
0: of, of course that's, that's what done. happened. But before you go, before you go, are you working with Daniel uh, this yeah. weekend?
1: Uh, I'm not actually. I'm actually working with Top. So I'm, oh, you're working I'm with officially top. Okay. on the Top
0: campaign. Oh, by the way, I have can't— I couldn't make it physically to the top program, but I tried to get in on the uh, on the. It wasn't a Zoom; it was the actual Google uh, something, and you know, it never let me in. Just want to let you know that I did a try to attend.
1: I know, I know, it's a bit of a of a of a ways for you, but we're gonna get you one day, Berto. So I know I've seen you in our space before. We're gonna get you. No, I,
0: I I was on the board. I was on the tops board for a while.
1: Yeah, like I, would, I say, I, I mean, you've been busy with a lot, but um, but just keep on doing what you're doing from the media standpoint. And I'll keep boots on the ground and keep on pushing the message from the community standpoint. We're going to work well, brother, together on
0: this thing. Like I told Daniel a few minutes ago, I, I was text. I was uh, signaling with him and I told him, thank you for all what all you guys do, because we couldn't live without you. But thank you, brother. We'll, we'll talk again. OK. Take care. All right. Take care. All right. Let's see. uh, Let's see. Who uh, do I have the honor of speaking with now? Uh, Binghamton, New York. Binghamton, New York. Breach MCP in upstate New York. Beautiful country. And we went I went around your your, I went around your your area. It's beautiful, man. I, I stayed on it a bit longer, man. But anyway, talk to me. Did you?
1: Yeah, I, I'll keep this real short. I want to watch videos. There's one thing about that Scotus, and I watched the entire thing. Uh huh. There's one thing that keeps killing me, is that in that the Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three, it does say the word taking an oath. Right. Now they have to take an oath as president, vice president, whatever. Forget about officers. Forget about that. They keep honing in on that. He took an oath to the Constitution. Yes, he did. They're not. They're not bringing that up, and that bothers me. It's like, skip all this officer crap. Skip the 1800s and why they changed. it. they never thought a president would do this? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I understand why this law was written, but he took an oath. Period. Done. End of. End Look, of it.
0: I, not I think talking about that part. You're absolutely right. I thought. This guy, I imagine he's a darn good lawyer who defended uh, the women there, but I found his defense lacking. Um, I'm not a lawyer, but no, oh, yeah. and, and if I and if me not being a lawyer found his defense lacking and others claim the same thing, then I think it is clear that there's a problem. And you just hit one of the major issues. Why did they he, say talk about that now? there was a there was another issue and that uh, that issue was um about i uh, i tell you what whoever is calling from 424 call back when i'm done with uh with bridge mcp uh but anyway bridge so as it turns out right i think it is important for us to uh, realize that there are other forces here and Katanji brown i think is the is yeah. a judge that made that that pointed that out and i think uh, she said Remember, this amendment was not to empower states, but to empower the federal government from states' rights who would have tried to come back in to the government. So I think that's why, why? what Ruddin just said, what Ruddin just said makes a lot of sense, right? In other words, he says, don't underestimate the courts because they may, yes, they're not going to allow it via state being able to do it, but they may use this particular peace to make it a national thing i don't know the way the the laws work to be truthful so i don't know if they can just make a, a make a, a a ruling that is completely anathema to the what came to the courts in other words they came as a state rights issue i don't know if they can make it a okay this is not a state's rights issue he's off the ballot but nationally i don't i don't know how that works so i don't know if if, I don't know. Um, brother, they're very confused uh, about that. Yeah. So I don't know, if brother. Rodden knows something that I that. don't. Yeah. I never researched that. No, so.
1: I, I don't. They're very,
0: they're very confused about all of that. But I'll let you go. Right. I just wanted to say that. Thank you, uh, Breeze, for calling in. Hey, the, the caller who came from 424, uh, give me a call now before, because the video is, is 19 minutes long. So I want you to give me a call before I start the video if you're going to call in. I'm gonna, I'm going to talk for about two minutes or so to give you a chance to call in again. Uh, there we go. All right, 424, who do I have the honor of speaking with?
2: Hey, Egberto, Hello? can you hear me?
0: Yes, I can. Who do I have the honor of speaking with?
2: I, I think I need to mute. My, I need to mute.
0: Yeah, go Egberto, ahead. and.
2: this is Myla reason. I, I sit with you on the board of uh,
0: Pacifica Cape, Radio. Uh, Pacifica, have... yeah, how you doing? How are you doing, Myla?
2: I'm doing great. I'm so glad to have caught your show because you are on fire today. And I I just, hats off, I'm just really enjoying everything that you're saying. You are totally right on. And I just wanted to say something else about the 14th Amendment, Section 3, Mm -hmm. which is something that people don't really talk about too much. But it has to do with giving aid and comfort to those insurrectionists, when, and when Trump said "I love you" and and all of that,
0: <laughs> that yeah, and was in comfort. You're absolutely yeah. right. No, no, you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, look, I think uh, Colorado actually put him on trial. Okay, Trump was actually on trial in Colorado, and he is an insurrectionist based on the outcome of that trial in Colorado and that is what, but when they, when that trial was over, they found him guilty, but they said they couldn't remove him from the, from the, uh, from the ballot. When it went to the Colorado Supreme court, they said, absolutely. He's a, he's an insurrectionist. He's off the ballot. And that's what the Supreme court is looking at. And and you're right. You're absolutely right. He's already proven to be an insurrectionist.
2: Exactly. Mm-
0: you know so and
2: i i'm watching you i there's a little bit of a delay and i probably shouldn't watch you on on the screen because <laughs> <laughs> your your voice syncs up with with what i'm hearing but um uh yeah i i really appreciated also what i heard when i first tuned in about how they had handled the uh biden uh when they when they issued that report about biden not mm-hmm. having Been guilty of. I'm sorry. I'm I'm stumbling for words here, but I didn't I didn't know until you mentioned it that they had handled um, Pence completely differently than they handled Biden, and it's just uh, outrageous to me. It reminds me of when Comey um, released that laptop once again Uh. and made it an issue right through the the election. And and one more thing I'd like to weigh in because I you know I'm a Bernie Krat and um it, it, bernie is so much more vital than biden
3: i've yes. been around,
2: around a lot of people when they are in first stages of dementia kind of losing it and they tend to speak very softly right i've noticed and when i hear i see constantly when I, whenever i go to youtube and i see these ads for biden and asking by and Biden's asking us to chip in to his campaign. He sounds like someone who's in decline.
0: Yes, I agree. But I, I agree.
2: Go ahead, but I but I, I just want to say, but I will vote for him if the choice is between Trump and Biden. It's because I see it as a choice between Biden and fascism
0: exactly and that is what i intend to do i mean the thing about it is uh, th- uh there's a president and then there's a presidency and most presidents execute within the presidency donald trump was only the mad person that took his pres- him as president and had the external forces that pulled his strings but if you look at obama you look at bush 1 bush 2 there's this stuff called the presidency that they work within that cocoon. So, I have no problem voting for uh for for Biden again. And and I, I and I also stick with what I say where I I think that Biden is going to become a, if he I I will say if he's a candidate when reelected, I think you're going to see him a lot closer to the people that you and I believe in. I don't know if you know, I was actually a Bernie Sanders delegate in Philly. I was a Texas oh. delegate for Bernie in Philly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so but my it's a pleasure serving with you on the Pacifica uh, board. Let me tell you, I, I, I like to stay quiet unless I have something to say on the um, on the thing. I don't you know, I'm not into that that person that, you know, that needs to be saying a whole lot. But it's great having you on the board. All right.
2: Thanks for taking my call. And I look forward to the video you're
0: about to play. Thank you, my friend. You take care. Have a great day. All right, folks, that was Mila, member of the Pacifica Network Board of Directors. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get busy with the uh, with the video. Uh, and I, look, I kind of got excited at the end of the video because I want us to start. I want us to take control, folks. I want us to take control. Here it is. You know, uh when it comes to our healthcare system, when it comes to our economic system in general, it is so frustrating because for the most part, it is a fraud. And I am not saying this to be facetious. I'm not saying this to be uh, over the top. But the the basis of our economic system is a fraud. I mean, I remember when. Uh, Bernie Sanders said Wall Street uh, was was actually based on a fraud. He said something to that effect. And many people took a back, you know, took a back to that statement. The reality is it is a true statement and it is worse. It is nothing more than legalized gambling. But that's beside the point. Bernie Sanders on the 8th of this month of, of February had I brought in some of the heads of pharma companies, and I want you to listen to these guys. I want you to listen to the statements that Bernie made, because if it's not upsetting to understand that what these guys are doing is taking your wealth from you via a mechanism called we get sick sometimes. And because we get sick sometimes, they have the wherewithal, they have the monopoly on either you getting healthy or you choosing to hold out, wait, and see if you live or die. Listen to this, and then we'll take it on the other side.
4: We are aware of the many important life-saving drugs that your companies have produced, and that's extraordinarily important. I think, as all of you know, those drugs mean nothing to anybody who cannot afford it. And that's what we're dealing with today, that millions and millions of our people cannot afford the outrageously high cost of prescription drugs in this country. Now, uh, my time and the time of all of the members is limited. So we're going to just uh, I'm going to ask. So my time is limited. So I'm going to start by asking all of you uh, a number of questions, and I would appreciate it if you could respond uh, with a yes or no answer. Uh, it turns out that in our dysfunctional and extraordinarily expensive healthcare system, uh, hundreds of thousands of Americans have gone to GoFundMe in order to raise money to pay for their healthcare needs uh, and for their prescription drugs. Um, let me ask Mr. Davis, if I might, uh, have you ever searched on GoFundMe for your cancer drug, Uh, Kichula? uh No, I have not. Uh, we have. I and my staff have. And we have found uh, over 500 stories of people trying to raise funds to pay for their cancer treatments. Uh, one of those stories is a woman named Rebecca, a school lunch lady from Nebraska with two kids who died of cancer after setting up a GoFundMe page because she could not afford to pay for Contruda. Rebecca had raised $4,000 on her GoFundMe page, uh, but said the cost of Katruda and cancer treatment was $25,000 for an infusion every three uh, weeks. Uh, Mr. Davis, and please yes or no, is it true that the lift price of katruda is $191,000 a year in the United States. Uh, that is close to being true, yes. Thank you. Is it true that that same exact drug can be purchased in Canada for $112,000 a year and $44,000 a year in Japan? Generally, yes. Mr. Davis, even though the price of Gatruda is one quarter of the price in Japan compared to the United States, does uh, your company, does Merck make a profit selling Katruda in Japan? We do. So what I understand is you make a profit selling Katruda in Japan for one quarter of the price that you sell it for in the United States. My question to you is a pretty simple one. Will you commit to lowering
3: the price of Katruda in the United States for the price of Japan? Well, Senator, I, I think, um, first, I acknowledge the prices in the United States are higher uh, than they are in many of the countries, you said, and not for all drugs, but for many drugs. And that, that's the reality we face. But I think it's also important to point out that you get access in the United States faster and more than anywhere in the world. We have 39 indications for Keytruda across 17 tumor types in the United States. If you look across Europe, it's in the 20s. If you look across Japan, it's in that number a little bit less. So there is a reason why the prices are different. And we need to be careful because we are also seeing in those markets that they are unwilling to support the innovation. And we are very hardly working hard to try to get them to understand the need to help it fund the innovation. I, I apologize for cutting That's, that's fine. Here.
4: There are two other ways. But I did want to make this point. Uh, again, we all appreciate breakthrough and important drugs that you and other companies have produced that save lives. No debate about that. But I do want to point out that after all is said and done, and after all the money we spend on prescription drugs and healthcare in general, the life expectancy in Japan is nine years longer than it is in the United States. Uh, Senator Cassidy talked about Canada. The life expectancy in Canada is six years longer than in the United States. Life expectancy in Portugal is six years longer. Life expectancy in the UK is four years longer. Um, Let me ask the last question to Mr. Davis. As I understand it, you made $52 million in total compensation in 2022. Will you commit to not accepting a single dollar more in compensation until there is not a single
3: GoFundMe page, look at Shruda. Well, I can tell you at Merck, we are very much sensitive to what's happening with patients. That's why we have very important patient assistance programs. We commented on the fact that we have over 800,000 patients benefiting where we provide free drug for those who can't afford it, as well as other assistance programs that help with copay and others. So we are very committed as a company to doing what we need to do to try to help alleviate the the challenges patients face that you're focusing on. And that's my focus as the CEO. Thank you. Mr. Berner, uh, with
4: Bristol-Myers Squibb. Uh, Carolyn from Florida says that she cannot afford Eliquis. And so she will, quote, stop taking it, though I need it to prevent the risk of having a stroke, end quote. Uh, Mr. Berner, uh again, yes and no, please. The list price of Eliquis is $7,100 a year in the United States. Dr. Melissa Barber, an expert at Yale University, has estimated that it costs just 18 dollars to manufacture a year's supply of Eliquis, 7100 dollars what we pay1,800 dollars to manufacture. Is it true that the same exact drug, eloquist, can be purchased in Canada for 900 dollars a year?
5: Senator, that's roughly correct.
4: Uh, let me ask you this: even at 13 percent. Of the cost in the United States, does Bristol Myers make a profit selling eloquists for $900 a year in Canada? Uh, Senator,
5: we do make a profit.
4: All right, so you're selling the product for 13% of what in Canada, of what we pay in the United States. And obviously you sell it there because you make money. So, Mr. Burner, will you commit today that Bristol-Myles Swib will reduce the list price of Eliquis in the United States to the price that you charge in Canada where you make a profit.
5: Senator, we can't make that commitment primarily because the prices in these two countries have very different systems that prioritize very different things. In Canada, medicines are generally made less available, and it takes oftentimes considerably longer for those medicines to be available on average. I apologize.
4: I do apologize. I just life expectancy in Canada is six years longer than it is in the United States. Uh, Mr. Burner, your company spent over $12 billion on stock buybacks in 2022. Mm -hmm. Given that reality, can you tell Carolyn why you can't lower the price of Eloquus?
5: First Senator, let me say no patient should have to go through the types of choices that the patient you just described go through. It is our commitment to continue to bring down the price of medicines in the U.S. And I would love the opportunity to bring down the price of Eliquis in the U.S. Our net prices, what we are compensated, have actually over the last five years declined. At that same time, the list prices have increased. Why is that? Because of the complexity of this system and the billions of dollars in rebates that we have provided to intermediaries that unfortunately do not go to lowering the price of medicines like the patient you just described.
4: Again, I apologize. I want to get very briefly uh, with Mr. Dueto, who's with Johnson & Johnson. Uh, Mr. Dueto, is it true that the list price of Stellara is $79,000 a year in the U.S.? Is that yeah. roughly right? It's roughly right, but it's also true that the average discount of Estelara in the I, U.S.
5: I, I, is I, I, 70%. I so know
4: all of that, and we've dealt with PBMs and we're going to get to that, I'm sure, in this, this morning. Is it true that while charging 79,000 in the United States, that the exact same product is sold in Spain for $18,000? I don't know the price in Spain. Uh, I can tell you that
5: the average discount in the U.S. is 70%. So the price that you quote is of that.
4: Okay. Mr. Dueto, is it true that it costs less than $15 a year to manufacture Solero? The manufacturing cost is only a component that
5: goes into our pricing. When we price our medicines, we're looking at the value that the medicine brings to the healthcare system, our ability to continue to invest in research. We invested $15 billion last year. And also we look at affordability.
0: I think the most frustrating part for me is that the American population is not revolting on this. How can you make a drug that costs six times or seven times as much in the United States, right? Actually, eight times as much. And still make a profit where you sell it for cheap. But then come over here and said, there are reasons why over here we are going to pay more for that drug. You know, you still make a profit. There are reasons. But then again, in all these countries where you're selling it at a much lower rate, where their government really cares about their people, to actually force these parasitic thugs to drop their prices, their lifespans, their life expectancy, are anywhere from four years to almost 10 years greater than ours, but we pay. We continue to pay. But worse, we continue to defend these corporations that pilfer us all, and they don't just pilfer Republicans or Democrats. Or they pilfer us all. They have the ability to set the prices. There ain't no real regulations that governs what they can charge. Even if the research that their discoveries are based on, which most of them are, developed by universities, we pay for. In other words, their their wealth. Is built on the cumulative knowledge of all of us. But because of an economic system, which I define and I think can prove is a fraud, they get the spoils, they take her wealth. You know, um, again, I said the most upsetting part is that the American population. It's not in revolt against all these parasites. And notice I call them parasites. One of the excuses that they give for the high price of judge, uh, drugs, one of the things they said is, well, you know, we in the United States, our model foments uh, innovation, allows for innovations. And, you know, I guess they're trying to say the profits that they get in the Japans of the world and the Canadas of the world and the Great Britons of the world. Isn't going to warrant the kind of innovation uh, based on those profits, which is a dead set false statement. As I mentioned on my previous program, most of the innovators are salaried employees. I repeat, most of the people doing any kind of innovation are salaried employees. And they get a big product out there. They don't necessarily partake in the spoils. Well, they may have own a part of the, They may own a few stocks in their company, but they don't partake of the mega money the mega investors in these corporations have. So it is a lie to say that the reason we have drug prices high is because of innovation and what it takes to test, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because, like I said, we. Or uh, the American population invests much in universities that creates the the database of knowledge to create these drugs. But it's just a few, the heads of these corporations, the shareholders in these corporations that get all the spoils. Parasites. It's the classic definition of a parasite. Ye who does the work doesn't get all the spoil. Ye who goes ahead and just simply pick suck the blood of those who either develop the product the drugs or need the drugs again i ask where is where is the rage where is the revolt And the American population that says, we're not going to tolerate that. We're not going to pay several times for the drugs. We are not going to buy your airplane as we go bankrupt, as we go to GoFund, as we lose our homes. People, we can't let ideological junk keep us from keeping our eye on the ball of those who are taking our wealth. It's not the immigrants coming over the border. It's not those others that they would make you believe. It's not the crime rate that we have to sit down and fight. The biggest criminals in our country today wear suits and ties because while they may not be killing us with a gun, they're murdering us with the uh, with their doings. They're murdering us with a false scarcity of drugs by their overinflated prices. They are murdering us by us having to worry of losing our homes and, and, and dying from distress. They are murdering us in the thousands, if not the millions. And these are not overstatements, folks. A lot of folks are going to say hyperbole, over the top. It is not. It is not. My wife went for a a kidney biopsy. They billed the insurance company $27,000. She was inside from the time we got to the hospital till we left the hospital four hours. They stick a needle in in two spots with a computer screen. Make sure you didn't bleed out, say bye-bye. $27,000 and they want us to pay about i guess $4000 or so i mean we've always been insured i am not going to do it i am going to i am going to make it be known if, if we don't get it taken care of how can a biopsy cost the price of an electric car how can the drugs that we have that you need for one year Cost you the price of the most expensive luxury car. One of the most expensive luxury cars. How can we tolerate that? We should do better. We must stop fighting each other and start going after those who have robbed us and continue to rob us, the parasitic thugs in suits and ties. The parasitic thugs in suits and ties. remember that word, parasitic thugs in suit and ties. You know, the petty thief that goes into a 7-Eleven or a a little store and, and steals something, we don't want that, they're thugs, yeah. But you know what? Those guys in suits and ties, are you going to give up some of your $55 million that you stole from the people? Are you going to make sure you don't get any higher rates than that? Oh, well, you know, I can't promise that now. Are you going to reduce your price even though? Put it this way this, this is one that got to me. The drug costs per year seven to something thousand dollars per year. It costs $15 per year to manufacture. My God. The manufacturing cost is $15,000, uh, 15, $15, not $1,500, $15 to manufacture the drug that you charge 70-something thousand dollars for. $18 to manufacture a drug that you charge $7,000 for. Peeps. And then you have a bunch of right-wingers that will defend corporations as they pilfer us all. They'll, 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 you socialists! Because I am saying the real socialists are the corporations, right? They're the ones that they they take our innovation, they sell our innovation, they profit from our innovation, and they say, "Hey, why don't you lift yourself up by the bootstraps?" They never do. They never do, right? So let's be clear here. And, and uh, Eric says, I want to show you that I, I, I was ignoring Eric uh, for the most part here, but I want to read this. He says, no one was griping about making pharma rich via vaccines. Government mandated it and made companies rich. Politics unrighted. And Egberto, are you bringing this up? I brought it up. I've been speaking about this. I, I already talked about that that we developed the R- M- mRNA technology. We did. It wasn't, it wasn't uh, Moderna. Moderna developed the vaccine, meaning they, they, they put the code in for the vaccine. Mike C-Sex says socials uh, keep pilfering the, from laborers of the private marketplace. What private marketplace? Name me a private marketplace, please. When it, the, the oil company is digging up oil that was put there by the supreme being or whoever put the oil there. They are digging up oil that should belong to all of us. We don't, get a, a, we don't get a royalty from the oil. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There is a red state that does that. Oh, Alaska, a red state. Guess what they do? All of their citizens get a check from all the oil they export from Alaska. Do you think we could? Should we be able to say that in Texas? Should we be able to say that in Montana? Shouldn't we be able to say that in all in Oklahoma and all these places? All of us should be getting a check from all those minerals that are there. We don't even have to get a check. Just give us good roads. Just give us free education. It would do much better. But we don't. Uh, brother, CSAC, you don't know what you're talking about when uh, you talk about corporations. When they, when, they, when they milk the seas of the commons, when they get the cobalt, when they get the uranium, when they go to Jamaica and mine the box salt, again, one of the things that the right does, and to the people that it preaches this crap about free markets, is to keep you not very intelligent. I hate to put it that way, but that's the best I can. When you don't know the full picture, you can make some silly points, Right? And, and you know, I love you, Mike Sisek, but your point makes no sense. It shows a complete misunderstanding of the fraud that is our economic system. It's a fraudulent economic system where the spoil goes to the few who produce nothing. What was the last thing that Bill Gates produced? Out of his hands, not his his capital. What was the last thing Elon Musk produced? What was the last thing any of our billionaires produced? I even bring up Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey makes a billion. And, you know, she gives Monique a hard time because Monique asked for what she what she what belonged. But Oprah Winfrey. Right. Makes billions off of her presence in front of a camera. She is paid every time she goes in front of the camera. The person who invented the camera, the person who wired the camera, the person who understood how to send waveforms wave to the satellites and back. All these people who presented the infrastructure that she uses to get rich, and, and I'm using o- uh, Oprah as a poster child right now for all billionaires and all rich people that make things off of the technology others have developed. But they get the monies from the spoils. Absent what those people do or did, they are nothing. But they are the ones who capitalize on the works of others. It's a, I, When I talk about the economic system being a fraud, if you decide to get rid of the indoctrinative colored glasses that we were given from birth in this country, It wouldn't be too hard to see that those people who earn salaries and develop things and those who make things otherwise are the ones who profit. Come on, folks. Let's be real. Anyway, we are coming close to the end of the show. So what do I do right now? This is the time where I tell you, please support the program. How do you support politics done right here on the Internet? It's very, very easy. It's very, very easy. Uh, let's Egberta, they are not listening. Maybe others. Oh, no, no. Look, I'm not. I, I don't look. I really don't care if Eric Hayes. listened. I don't really care if Mike Sisek listened or any of these guys listen, because I am using much of the ineptitude to promote this message. This 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 uh, podcast will be seen by hundreds of thousands. That's good. You know why? Because while they are immutable, most people are not. Most people just yearn for information. Please support the program. Best you can go to politicsunright.com slash support. Politicsandright.com slash support. Here is the link. If you want to really do something to help us out, politicsandright.com that support, this is all we do. Make sure that we keep people informed. Likewise, please consider subscribing to our newsletter. Our newsletter is free, but if you subscribe to our newsletter, and become a paid subscriber. You read all five of my books on Substack. And as I write more books, it will be there. I promise you, it will be there for you to read online. Right now, I have two of them. I, I'm moving them slowly as I can because it's a lot of work. But again, sub, uh, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. Don't, will not you give Egberto and Politics Unright a coffee a month? Say, hey, man, I'll buy you a coffee. That is how we can continue to get the message out. I promise you. But before I go, I saw a limerick. I saw a limerick. Folks, wait, 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 wait. I'm scrolling down for a limerick. I forgot I saw it as it was scrolling. And I want to read Tom C's limerick. Because I always bother Tom C about, where is my limerick? Where is my limerick? Well, he has his limerick today. Let's get busy. Sometimes I forget it's if it's October or September or whether my keys are, well, let me start over. I, I, I messed that up. Let's start over. Let's go it again. Sometimes I forget if it's October or September or where my keys are or how that dent got in my fender. Whether old or young, you can make a slip of the tongue. So give Biden a break. He's not a crook or a fake like that other guy whose name I can't remember. Oh, oh, you must just wrote that one, Tom C. You must just wrote that one. Anyway, you know, I, 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 love, my, I love my limericks from Brother Tom C. I love my limericks from Brother Tom C. Anyway, folks, once again, please subscribe to the newsletter at politicsunright.com slash newsletter. Remember, it is a free newsletter, but if you decide, just to, to uh, i i'm i'm asking you to become a paid subscriber of the newsletter uh helps us have help us do what we're doing here and and for doing that you get access to all of my books okay and right now i have 5 and uh by the uh you know i'm i have 3 of them that i'm writing right now so please go ahead, subscribe, politicsandright.com slash newsletter. And of course, to support, politicsandright.com slash support. Anyway, folks, I got to get out of here. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out!